Candy the Final Girl. And I'm Shauna the Dead. And this is The House That Screams. Tonight's film is one we are super excited about. It's First Time Living Dead from 1985, the mega classic. Um, tonight's guest um, is Nico Nice. He's our guest, but he's also a friend. Hi, Nico. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and we have um, our usuals. We have uh, Dave German. Send more vodka. <laughs> yes, please. And um, Daniel Knight Renard. Can we get some light over here? Yes. Um, Eric Wright. Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya? <laughs> <laughs> and Rob the Cinema Drunkie Antiquetta. Send more paramedics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. You guys are great. Um, I'm going to start us out with a question. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Try not to think about dying too much. Well, for me, what would be the worst be for a bunch of old men to get around me and just bite me and start eating me alive. I see. First, they would rip off my clothes. Let's get some light over here. Candy's taking off her clothes again. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you high on something? Bravo. You had to put on no, they weren't that great tonight because I don't feel good, but thank you. It was just, it's supposed to be funny. Shirt, message, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, fun. I love it. <laughs> I like it. That was it. a good intro. <laughs> Let's just start out. What's All right. Reflect? You can't just throw weasels Nico. into an incinerator. Yeah. <laughs> Nico, you want to start this one out? Uh, sure. I mean, what what's there to be said about this movie that hasn't already been said? I mean, Jesus, this this movie's 
iconic. It's a cult classic. It's arguably, if it's not the, it's in the top two of the best zombie movies ever made. Yes. I mean, this this was involved with, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the godfathers of the. I mean, I remember the first time I saw this, I was um, dating uh, this girl when I was in high school and we rented it one night. That was the first time I saw it. And I was just blown away <laughs> by this by this movie. Um, and then having the chance to see it at the drive-in over the summer during Zombie Fest with, with a huge crowd of people was was certainly surreal. Um, you know, there, there's just so much um, positive. I, 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 there's nothing. It's it's one of the rare movies where it's it's... Well, actually, one of the rare horror movies. Like I can say that it's actually perfect. Yeah. It's one of the rare perfect it's, horror movies. I mean, everything clicks. Cool thing about it. Agreed. I mean, everything like like the cast is firing on all cylinders. Like the the script is like top notch. The dialogue isn't shitty. You know, you actually care about the characters. You know, they they took a lot of um, risks and you know they they just went for the gusto with. I mean, we had zombies that talked and like. We're, we're putting together traps for, right. for, yeah. for their prey, you know? Like, this was unheard of at the time, because, I mean, for us, we always had just the Romero zombies, and now mm-hmm. here we are. These are these are walking, talking, you know, send more paramedics zombies, you know? Like, you got... Like, the punk rock zombie film, you know? And a lot of people, especially people who aren't, like, super familiar with the genre they associate zombies and you know, they'll think of like Romero type zombies, but then they do the brains. I'm like, no brains is return of living dead. It's different, different, different. Romero zombies don't talk. <laughs> That's where the brains thing comes from. So it's like, it's so iconic, you know, for, especially and, for George you know, and even, Russo to go in different directions. Yeah. You know? I, I, want to get, I want to get into that myself. Um, first off, uh, I, I wanted to, you know, have a little rant. A little, like a little one, just a little one. Okay. Um, oh, uh, I, I, I don't know uh, who else would agree with me. I know Nico and Daniel might, but uh, John Russo is a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of on that page. Yeah. Come across like that, he does. Yeah. yeah and uh, you know, they left, and you know, Night of the Living Dead was like the only real thing of relevance that he did, and he was trying to ride the coattails of that movie ever since. And uh, you know, they, him and Romero went their separate ways, and. Romero's movies would be referred to as the dead movies, and his would be referred to as the living dead movies. So yeah. he tried to get this Return of the Living Dead off the ground, and uh, you know the producer uh, bought the rights to it, and you know to, to get it made. And shout out to Dan O'Bannon, the, the great Dan O'Bannon, who made this movie, and he read it, and he was like, "I'm not doing this as it's as written, you know, because it's uh, you know he respected George too much." To like be like, I'm not gonna step on his toes, and it was his idea to add the brains and all that stuff and make them considerably different, you know. And I that that's what I appreciated, like you know, his attempt, you know, to do something different with it, you know, to make them like fast zombies, like you know, this was the first time we've seen fast zombies, and they talked, you know, and they really like it, like that that scene where like the the one like the crepit zombie explains like how she's feeling. Yeah. The pain yeah, of being dead. <laughs> that scene that haunts me to this day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such an amazing scene. We you know, feel it, ourselves rot. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it, the, it's all, the all, all, 
All credit has to go to Dan O'Bannon for that, because uh, if John Russo would have had his way, it would have been totally, you know, not like look, he even did that fucking Night of the Living Dead 30th anniversary. Yeah, that he added I'll the... never forgive him for that. That was. Oh, uh, no. put Debbie Rashawn in the movie or something. Oh yeah, it was it was, and you had to fucking. And, and I love her, but I don't I don't think she should have. They shouldn't have done touched that movie at all. Yeah, yeah, and no like it was all it was shot on video. It looked awful, and it's like you, you're, you're you're a fucking scumbag, you know. And, <laughs> Have you read any of um, John right Russo's like works, like um his dead novels, or they're they're more like novellas, um you know uh his vision for what would happen after Night of the Living Dead is in his story. What is it? It's Return of Return Living of Dead. Living Dead, yes. Yeah. And it was completely different. Completely different from this movie. And I think it... it yeah, I can understand. Like, it needed to be changed. Yeah. This is so much better, and it works. I mean, this has, like, an amazing soundtrack. I was just listening to the soundtrack. Like, the oh, cramps yes. on there, I yes. fucking love the cramps. Oh, my God. And, you know, uh, it was kind of helped me get my trash vibe going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that I love the music. It's stuff I listen to anyway, and this is probably one of the first times that, you know, we were talking about that, that we heard the cramps was watching this film. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, like, the casting, like, Linnea Quigley, like, she's just, oh, my God, she's amazing. No. She owns that character. <laughs> you want oh, the soundtrack. Do you, do you think it's fair to say that this, between this, I, I would even say Rocky Horror uh, and The Crow and The Lost Boys would probably be, like, in the like in the upper echelon of horror oh, soundtracks yeah. overall? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely with the crow. I love the, the crow, crow soundtrack. The crow soundtrack is amazing. Oh, absolutely. We just, I re- love just recently rewatched that one. No. Yeah, so uh, to touch on uh, Linnea Quigley, one of yeah, the. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> one of the most iconic full frontal nudity scenes in 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 any movie, in my opinion. Um, you know. Fair nudity, too. <laughs> I first saw this. I was probably yeah. ten or eleven. Uh, yeah. Robin, Robin, and I talked uh, last night when we were covering uh, Tango and Cash, and you know, my my dad was my dad was uh, uh, very generous with the types of movies he let me watch when I was younger. Like my mom, she didn't care. <laughs> and and my mom hated it. And he would never like try to shield my eyes. He just let me, you know, go with it. And I'll never forget. I mean, that's this is that's what made this movie so memorable for me was Linnea Quigley topless and Tarman. Well, not just topless. She was everything was gone. And there's a story <laughs> behind that. Remember, we were talking yep. about talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the so when Linnea Quigley's shooting the the scene, um, she's full bush, right? And so one of the producers says, you know, hey, you know, we need to shave that. So they shave it. And then they were blown away because it was completely shaved and they, like, oh. like they couldn't put that on film. <laughs> so then so then they put a prosthetic over it. And now yeah. now she looks like a freaking now she looks like a freaking Ken doll. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, she's completely nude, but except for that little prosthetic over there. Like, yeah. Let's shave it. Wait a minute. Maybe that wasn't the best thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's I think that's very interesting, but it's so iconic. Everybody remembers that scene. Oh, yeah. I, 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 what, I wanted what, to put fun at that scene a little bit, so I did. What, was her willingness to be nude for the bulk of the film not really, like, the deciding factor in her getting well, cast? She, 
she was a nude model. She was totally comfortable, like, doing this. Yeah. Well, obviously, but, like, her sense of humor and her willingness to be in nature's own for most of the film, those were, like, the deciding factors. Yeah. I think it was about fearlessness in tackling a role like this that, you know, not just made her, like, you know, you know, such an iconic figure in the movie, but an iconic figure in horror, period. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her ability to throw herself in a role like without fear and you know do these kind of roles where like other women like would have did it but like not like Linnea you know she's just different yeah yeah because you think about like her night of the demons as well you know like she's just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The lipstick oh got the lipstick and the boob we already, we already did that episode but man I can talk about that movie all day too and, <laughs> and I feel like I feel like both movies actually cemented her legacy as like a not not just a scream queen but like as, as Rob's like a horror icon now oh she's yeah. Definitely, definitely an icon and those are you know uh, even if you go to like her website you know because she's you know with everything going on she's like you can buy autographed photos of whatever you want you know mostly trash and you know um suzanne and um they the demons are, are, are the big ones yeah and it, it, it's an early it's early female empowerment she comes out you know she's after she becomes a zombie she's still got from the neck down she's still you know Smoking yeah. hot, but just your fucking brains. It's like it's. I like that. It's like you know, it's early female empowerment. I, 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 and I dig it. I dig it. It's definitely third wave feminism. You know where women are reclaiming the power of their bodies. They can still be ashamed, like owning it. Fucking head off. Yeah. 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 Like not being ashamed, owning it. Um, no slut shaming. It was just empowerment. You know. Yeah. I, I wore my feminist fuck shirt in honor. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I, Go ahead, I was going to switch a bit and say, I think it's, it's already been mentioned in passing. It bears describing how Tar Man, probably the most iconic zombie design of all time. The movement. Yeah, the yeah I, would, I, would, I would agree. I would say him and, him and Bob are like, like the so top two zombies. Yeah, even now, like when you see the scene with him like doing the walk, I mean, it's yeah. just like, it looks amazing. And it's Oh my god! It just blows your mind. Like that was is it, eighty fucking five. Is it is it crazy to think that the actor that played Tarman was also the mom on Dinosaurs? Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Alan Robinson. Yeah. 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 He was a puppeteer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you know my love for Tarman, like like you said, he's iconic, just like Bub. Um, I love Bub. And you know he's only in the movie for such a short time. He you oh, know that's he so gets. Beautiful. He gets one kill and then they lop his fucking head off. And I gotta say, like that was kind of, that was that's probably the only thing in this movie that disappointed me. Was, was, but, but to be fair, he went out like like a total G. Yeah, yeah. I he went to... out like like a total G. So like you know he went out you know on top still. Yeah. Yep. And then he still has that iconic line too. More. Right. Yeah, that that scene probably probably my favorite scene aside from you know seeing Linnea Quigley dancing on the grave <laughs> is is the scene where they come down the stairs and they they pull that fucking you know that tarp back or whatever and he's just, and he and he more bright and he grabs you know suicide and yeah, chomps his head. Right. The fact that you see his actual tongue, he's using his actual tongue like uh, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's just. Completely. That, right. yeah, it was just a great effect yeah. in general. Like it, it's just a really big highlight of a movie with a lot of highlights. I love the humor in it. 
Um, it, it gets a little meta, you know, when, uh, when Freddie yeah. and Frank are discussing at the beginning, like, United Living Dead, that really happened. Yeah. And I'm like, wink, wink, nod, nod, okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I love the characters of Freddie and Frank. I just so love they're them. They're probably my, my favorite characters in the entire movie. And now Tom oh, yeah. Matthews, um, who played Freddie. The pretty Balkan skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Matthews, who played Freddie, uh, he's also going to be at Days of the Dead. We're, we're meeting Felissa Rose, so I'm like, you know, yeah, we'll swing by that. and be like... He's, hey. he's really nice. He's super nice. I can't wait. I <laughs> super can't nice. wait. So I would, I would highly recommend that. But I, I like what those two. I would actually, I, it's, it's so like, here's the thing about that movie. Cause I'm only just because it blends genres between horror, comedy, punk rock. And it's also, it's almost like it's two different movies where you have like, like the whole punk rock version of the movie. And then yeah. like the, the somewhat more comedic with, with Frank and Freddie. And then just, with, um, yeah. with, um, the mortuary, I'm, I mean, his name's escaping me, the character, but, but Don, Don, uh, Calfa with oh, the way he yeah. played, the, the, way, the way he played that okay, Ernie. Yeah. Right, the way he played Ernie was it was fantastic. Like he he is another one of my favorite characters in that movie. Yeah, like yeah, all the characters are so great. Right, like and I love the character Spider as yeah, well. Yeah. I was about to say Spider. The, Spider. The, the great. I have to do Spider's lines. What 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 kills me about the Ernie character is the theory that that he was the uh, uh, from he was, Not, uh, was a, a former uh, Nazi. Yeah. yeah. There's this, oh. this whole theory. Yeah. Yeah. There's this whole theory that he was a former Nazi, and that's so that's why he's running a crematorium. And there's like a poke. No. Oh. No, 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 no. There's more to it. There's a picture in the background where with uh, Adolf Hitler uh, in the in the crematorium. Um, the music he's listening to is like the 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 German African court. You know, or whatever. Like, like there's this, there's a whole fucking theory about he's it. He's got a picture of Eva Braun. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so yeah, uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not a theory, you know. It's fucking Eva Braun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and after you see it, like, yeah, after you see it, like a couple billion times, like we have, like you just pick up on it. And then it's interesting to find these little things, and you're just like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. You know, and that and this movie is so rewatchable. It's very, very quotable. Oh, and and to go back, Insanely. oh yeah, it, I love the running jokes about government incompetence and <laughs> the yeah. army <laughs> sends the tanks to the wrong address and <laughs> yeah. And and Rob, once again, you know, we were talking about Tango and Cash last night. Frank and Freddie are my Tango and Cash. Mm. Like uh, like the banter between those two is great. Is phenomenal. Oh my god, Con- like comedic genius. And the performances of um, is it James Karen? James James Karen, yeah. James Karen. James Karen and and um Tom Matthews like it is so over the top, but it is like needed. You know right. what I mean? Plus we got Clue Gulliver alert in this. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. But um, but but when they're Bart, like to Bart die, the like, driver. what's happening? I can't move. I'm so cool. You know, it's like over the top. It's so yeah. great. And if you can't help but giggle. Yeah. James Karen and Tom Matthews were so great in this movie that they brought them back in the sequel. Yeah. Because they're like, I feel like this happened all before. Yeah. You know, like, and I love how they refer back to that. I'm, I'm one of the few people who just really, really loves Return of the Living Dead 2. like this job. <laughs> yeah. Kung <laughs> 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 Young Man, if you like this job. Like this job. <laughs> <laughs> 
James Karen, you guys, so uh, Rob and Nico, you guys are from up there. Remember him doing the Pathmark commercials? Yeah, I mentioned that. His voice is so distinctive. I cannot hear his voice from Poltergeist from this without thinking of those fucking Pathmark commercials. <laughs> He's perfect in this. He has the best line uh, in this movie, in my opinion, when, when uh, he said, how do you kill something when Frank's, uh, when the kid says, how do you kill something that's dead? And Bert yells, and he goes, that's not a bad question, Bert. <laughs> he, was a, he was a gem, a gem. Yeah. That's I mean, not a bad question, Bert. really was. There's so many highlights. You know, it's, the, it's, the face it's, that he makes when he's trying to do, like, the zombie face with his eyes rolling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess we'll get to his death, too. We'll get to that later. But his oh, death yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Well, I brought the room down. I was going to get there, but I was yeah. like, well, I, I think he meant his character's death, maybe. But even still, like, that's still kind of a little bit of a downer. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it was because... He he became one of my favorite characters, you know, in the film. And then to see the way that he went out, which, you know, I got to say, I mean, it was kind of an honorable yeah. death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he didn't want to turn into what, you know, what he saw was happening to Freddie. So, yeah. But awesome. Freddie going after Tina is, is amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. That's so great. Gina, <laughs> I can see you some brains. <laughs> and you know the girl too many brains. You, you think you think if he knew that she was gonna be a Trump supporter later in life, that he would have just offed her then? <laughs> I'll take your brains, but it's not gonna fill me up. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Well, be, 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 more, be more like that one uh, Halloween Simpsons special. Take a look in her ear, tap in her head a little bit, then shove her away. Brains. 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 <laughs> Brains. Did we just get political? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. Not here. Go out and vote. Yeah, please vote. Vote. No, remember, third, go vote. Vote. Remember, remember, the, remember, in Jaws 2, the mayor is still the same guy from the first movie. Voting matters. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. excellent point. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We we can't have four more years of Biff Ten and running Hill Valley here, so. <laughs> well, all I gotta say about Indiana here, where we're from, you know, we live right outside of Indy. Um, Pence was Pence was governor here. Yeah. So. I'm mm. just saying, like, we've had enough. Thanks, bye. Yeah. I'm mm. sorry. I would feel not, not a little political because I want fucking people to vote. Can't disagree well, at all. Probably won't make the final edit anyway, so. Yeah, so to quote Daniel, back on topic. Back on topic. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, since talking about like the you know different aspects of this movie, how about the special effects, the makeup effects oh, in this movie? They're doing it for their time. Yeah, so so Alan Alan Trotman said that uh, the uh, what they used to get the tar for Tar Man was a thickening agent used in milkshakes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> And and you know like like we said iconic I mean that the way that it looks the way that he moves in it the, the teeth the mouth the tongue I mean it was, yeah it was just, and this is yeah another argument for the beauty of practical effects as we always come back to versus, it, yeah I mean this is a 1985 film and it looks better than this shit that we see today because you know when you get all the computer animated shit in there it, it ages and it doesn't age well 
The yeah. practical effects, they stay great. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it says something when the effects in this movie still hold up. I mean, even if you go back to American Werewolf with the transformation scene, or even we were talking about earlier, uh, Fluffy and Creep shows, it's one of Savini's like top creations. These mm. things still hold up. The effects in this movie still hold up. Like when I saw this at the drive-in over the summer, people were like freaking the fuck out in a good way, like applauding like the effects when yeah, you know when 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 you see like the 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 naked yellow man coming out of the um cooler. Yeah. You know, people were like clapping for yeah. that. You know, yeah. people were reacting. To One of my favorite parts, by the way. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I, I, what I like, love even that, like, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I love about that, the the naked yellow man is, you know, when they finally get that bone saw, and they start sawing the neck, and you can hear like as they're cutting through the vocal cords, like the screaming, like changes pitch. Uh, yes. So you know, great. and it's and uh, no, small like, details. Yeah, and there's no blood, and it's just the you know they saw through, and then he gets up and he starts fucking. You know, that's what I love about this is because that, like I, I feel like out of all the zombie movies, I feel like out of all zombie movies, this might be like the truest because if God forbid this thing were to actually happen, the zombie apocalypse would be so fucked. And I feel like it would be more like Return of the Living Dead where we went, we like, oh, aim for the head and it doesn't work anyway. And then we're kind of fucked. Because everybody's zombie apocalypse, you know, a little scenario in their head. Right. Okay, well, I'm gonna get a shotgun and I'm gonna aim for the head. And I'm, uh, what if that doesn't work? Yeah. It doesn't work. And with this movie proves that it doesn't work. I mean, they, they they do pretty much everything they can to stop these zombies, and they're they're still coming. Yeah. I hit the fucking brain. You mean the movie lied? Yeah. <laughs> One of the coolest effects in this movie, by the way, and it's something so subtle that I'm, I'm sure we all picked up on it, was in the beginning, before the yellow man comes out of the, the cooler, when, like, the, the dead animals, like the half uh, puppies and, like, the butterflies, the, like, the butterflies and all that, that's, like, one of, like, the more, I don't know, I think that's, like, more of, like, a resonating effect than anything else because it's so simple but effective when, oh, yeah. when they yeah. pull it off. Yeah, you yeah, 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 Simple is, is better sometimes. Yeah. I think simple is better all the time. I mean, even going back to effects wizard, oh, here I go, Savini, you know, he, he <laughs> breaks it down and he makes it simple and it works. Yeah. It's very simple. All the shit he does is very simple. Yeah. Two, one of the scenes that I thought was really effective, for me at least special effects wise, was when uh, they're coming through the window and or, or knocking the, the boards out and it grabs scuzz by the head and and bites him on the head and pulls away it like sprays yeah you know what i'm saying oh, i love that so much yeah yeah and you, you can't tell anybody that that that, that didn't influence tarantino later on with kill bill right, right. yeah with right. all the spraying and shit. right and then if there's and then, any sorry no go ahead if there's any one effect in this I would say that I could criticize, it would be that scene of the skeleton coming up out of the ground and then, you know, it's party time. But yeah, which, it's, it, which it's, a bl- it's a blatant puppet and the fact that it's got eyeballs, even though it's supposed to be a skeleton. Yeah. That was sort of like that wink, uh, no. we're having fun here. Funny story behind that was oh, okay. it, it, they actually, they didn't look at the film after they filmed that part. They wanted that to look super realistic 
And I guess Dan O'Ban was just like, got the shot, moved on, didn't go back and Pulled review it. Wood. And so then, so then when they put it in the film, the, 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 uh, special effects guy, God, I can't think of who, what his name was that did this, but he, uh, um, he was really that. upset with how it looked. He didn't think it looked how he wanted it to look, but since they used it in the trailer, that became like one of the most iconic parts of the trailer. So, you know, after the fact he was happy with it, but. But it, it, you know, you look at it and it looks cheesy, and you know, within the movie it fits. But I think yeah. at the time he was like, no, nah, that's okay. not how I wanted For it. Special effects is Bob and Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. That's and it. then Adam Jones did the sculpting. But another scene that that was effective to me, and I have a reason for this because I, I kind of got a, and and I, if if there's anybody out there listening, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I've I've kind of got a a kind of minor, minor fear of like little people right? <laughs> like my position. we bring this up with him all the time um here in the house and, because we know and the scene where the where the the paramedic shuts the the ambulance door and there's that little like you know dwarf zombie and he's got the brain in his mouth and he like gets up and he starts kind of waddling you know towards him <laughs> like that like when I saw that, that I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, cause, cause you know, like zombie apocalypse, you don't think about that. Like, we know. represent the brain eating gown, the brain eating gown, the brain eating gown. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, if I offend anybody by saying that, I apologize. I love you. Yeah, they can't reach the mailbox to write any hate mail. I'll edit that out. I'll bet watching uh, Blood Sucking Freaks on Joe Bob's Last Drive and really screwed with you. Yeah, oh, oh. I, 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 yeah. That I, was a fun one. I didn't. He was like, Ooh, the, Hall- the Halloween episode got right announced today, too. Yes. By the way, say what? The Halloween episode got announced today. It's called Halloween Hideout. I, know. I, I was yeah. like reposting it on Insta and Twitter and everything. I'm very excited. Yeah. And they're doing the animated. Uh, I guess we can wait to talk about that. The, the animated creep show special too. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, directed by Nick Terrio. <laughs> uh, and Keeper Sutherland's in it. Yeah. Yes, I know. I was like Keeper Sutherland. Stephen King and Joe Hill are doing the story. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I, I'm very excited. I, yeah, I saw that to both of those today, and I was very excited. Unfortunately, I'm under the weather, so I'm not like my usual yeah. self. I'm a little blah right now, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Getting back to our main topic, if there's any one other thing I would criticize in this movie, even though I actually adore it, it's that you know I I lived through the '80s. I really don't remember punks dressing like that. Uh. You know, like okay, like uh, like suicide. Uh, the, suicide was definitely the it's, aesthetic. It, it's not a costume. It's, it's a way a, of life. It's a life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking costume. <laughs> but I I knew some people that that dressed like that. You know, so I mean, it's it yeah. I, I, I know I know some... that I know there was the punk rock movement, and you see them still in the UK, I believe, but. Uh... They're, they're always depicted as these violent street gangs, and yeah, I don't remember street gangs in the 80s dressing like that. Yeah, well, no. see, the, the, the guys that I knew that, that dressed like that, they weren't, like, hanging out in cemeteries and shit. You know, we had – we've got this we've got this section in Indy called Broad Ripple, 
And, oh yeah, I know where and, that's at. Live there. <laughs> and, and there's a, there's a bridge there, and you oh know, the bridge, the bridge, okay, and that's okay. and that's where a lot of the punks and a lot of the skaters hung out. So like in the mid '90s, that's I where mean, I spent a I lot. I guess that was the punk. That's where I spent <laughs> a lot of my time was hanging out on the bridge, and that's where a lot of your punks hung out. You know, um, there there was there was a pretty big you know group of people there that that hung out, and and some of them did dress like that. And if you go to punk shows. Yeah. You know, of course, yeah. you're going to see see people dress like that. But a lot of those guys, you know, I'm sure they dress like that just for the shows. They're yeah, probably they do that know, all the time. Probably well. suit and tie during the day. And, you know, because yeah, a, a lot of us people that go to like the punk rock shows were older. Like when we went to see Misfits last year, um, you know, everybody's our age or older, yeah. you know, because they broke up in the 80s and then they did the reunion show. and They're like us. You know, like parents. Yeah. We look like, oh, hey, we put on a misfit shirt and a jacket, like we're here, okay? <laughs> this is what we look like. Like for me, but, I've always been a punk, but I don't do the punk aesthetic. No. Because I, I'm more into like beauty, makeup, and and hair and stuff. Like, I'm not cutting my hair for a mohawk. I'm sorry. I just like the music, okay? <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's like when I watch the Warriors. Yeah, I don't remember any New York street gangs that look like the Baseball Furies. Yeah. <laughs> no, let me let me let me tell you. Like my, my father, who who was like in you know, grew up in the seventies, he he thinks that's hilarious. He's like motherfuckers in face paint and baseball. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but I, I did love how like you know this I loved in the, the group aesthetic. You know, you had you had I think it was I think his name was Chuck, and he was like kind of the new wave guy. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because New Wave was kind of a yeah, kind, kind of, of a thing, thing then. Yeah. An oversized suit jacket. And nobody yeah. liked him. Yeah, hair. nobody liked him. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the punks and the New Wave were like a battle. Kind of. Wait, wasn't he the one that was always trying to bang uh, Jewel Shepard in the movie? Yeah. Nah. Okay. Yeah. And it, funny thing, funny thing about that, she had to uh, she had to say the line, "Go choke a chicken," <laughs> and it took her like 45 takes. Because yeah. she she'd never heard the term, so she didn't know how to say it properly. Can we also just give a shout out to uh, the actor who plays suicide, Mike Marsha? I was gonna say that, yeah. Yes. Who, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this cast. Yeah, he was absolutely amazing as suicide. He's a he was a great actor too. He's also in uh, Friday Thirteen Part Five as Vic. Yep. Forget it, Vic. Just forget it. Just forget it. Out of line. <laughs> and he was just an amazing actor. And you know, sorry, he's gone. It got cut but short right after right after this movie. Right, it was pretty yeah, much eighty five. Yeah, he died in uh, ninety six at uh, at the age of thirty five. Unfortunately, from he, cancer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's it's, it's sad too because a lot of people said like he was such a nice guy like behind the scenes and that you right. know. It was it was just sad that his career got cut short because he probably would have been like one of like the premier horror icons had he been around yes. for you know fastest. Hashtag, hashtag fuck cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck cancer Absolutely fuck cancer. And his line, "It's a way of life," is like my favorite line from the movie. You think this is a costume? It's a way of life. Yeah. You know, he's got like naked trash, like grinding up right. on it. This is a fucking costume, you know? Yeah. So great. Like, I care about this. This is really important to me. Yeah. <laughs> so great. We all and all he does is, all he does is mean mug through the entire movie. Yeah. 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 
Well, and it's, it's I like I like the part in the car. Yeah. He gets missing there. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing too. Like like that part in in the car kind of reminds me of me because in my group of friends when I was younger, I was the one that drove everybody around, and they always they always tried to tell me where to go, but no one ever had the fucking money to get me there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that kind of rung true for me. Yeah. I didn't get my license till I was 18, almost 19. I, don't, I actually don't drive. I, I hate driving. So, you know, um, but for me, I was always the passenger, but I never ponied up any money. I was just yeah. like, I'm really charming and fun. So I'm still kind of living that role now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, you signed up for this, buddy. You signed up for this. You, you knew what this was. Yeah. I mean, you did put a ring on it, so. Yeah. Well, and we've known each other, like, most of As our lives. Like, I've been like the suicide. same bitch the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's true. No, I'm not really a bitch. I just, you know, say I'm a bitch. It's, it's one of those reclamations of nasty words about women that I, like, I'm using it because I can. It's my word. You know, it belongs to me. Yeah. I'm that bitch. I think we need to do a whole show about your guys' relationship through the years. That's oh, a whole God. different podcast. <laughs> Talk about a horror story. Yeah. My ears will be bleeding by the end. No, it's not like that. It's just a bunch of awkward shit. <laughs> just see, could you grow up and see each other change? You know, like, is my 16th birthday party? You know what I mean? Like, is it just, yeah, the yeah. whole thing? We'll, uh, we'll post a picture in chat. She's got a picture of me at her 16th oh, birthday you guys party. Will fucking die. And I had, I had like, <laughs> then come I back like, to crab brains. I had like, braids <laughs> like, he had put my barrettes in his hair. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, oh my God. 1995, everyone. Thank yeah. you. And I still owe you guys a mullet picture, by the way, too. We got so, those. Oh boy. Uh, I remember well, the picture posted with the, with the, with your, at your birthday, <coughs> had the, 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 the snapback with the earring on with the skateboard oh, yeah. tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was he, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he was such a hard ass, he thought. He's not actually. Yeah, I But anyway, was. that's a topic. Can we can we give yeah, another my- shout out to another actor from this movie that um was also in Friday the thirteenth part five? Rob, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Miguel uh, Nunez, the guy that person of color that saved the day and for the most part, as far as we know, made it to the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One one of the go- few, by the way, that Romero did first and then this movie kind of followed. Yeah. He he is he is it's uh he's like, a gem. That, that that guy's so underrated. Yes, yeah. yes. Jr. is such an underrated actor. Um was he, he not homeless when he got this role? That's what I read. Yeah, yeah, what I, yep. yeah I believe yeah. And uh like it, it's weird because you know, like you, you don't have that many, like, you know, at that time, like, you know, black actors and who, who become like iconic figures. And and the uh, and the horror like that, you know. And for him, like you know, to have, I mean, you have your people who hate, still hate Friday Thirteen Part Five for some reason. I don't know the fuck why, because I think it's a, a wonderful movie. Yeah. Friday Thirteen Part Five, you know, he's it's, it's probably, kind of it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, he's probably the most iconic thing in it. You know, Nico, you know those damn enchiladas. Yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> mm, baby, mm, baby. <laughs> You're gonna I, get. I, it. <laughs> I, I told you guys. You're gonna I told get you guys a bitch. My story, right? Huh? I'm sorry. I told you guys the Steve Dash story, right? No. No, no. But um, this needs to be said. Well, my my first time in 
that I went to Blairstown was for what they call the Dine and Dash event two years ago. I got to meet Steve Dash. We ate at a bistro there, and he told us his stories. And uh, as he was standing up ready to speak, one other guest there was in the bathroom, small unisex bathroom. So Steve Dash walks over and knocks on the door saying, hey, come on, hurry up, get back out of here. And this poor guy comes running out, all flustered and embarrassed. He sits down opposite me. And I looked at him and I said, well, see, because this is Friday the 13th, you should have been in there answering him going, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I suppose his was the one accurate fashion of the 80s because he did have the Jerry Girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and you know he was kind of in that group, but he was more like the voice of reason. Right. Like, you know, like coming from a guy like that. Yeah, and and, the, and you know, um, like like the whole trash spider thing that we we did. Um, you know, he's the one like oh, I don't think about. I don't want to think about that. Like what? what the fuck? You know, like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't think about and, it. And and just kudos to that noise he makes when she yanks her top off. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he, he's he's he literally he's part of my favorite scene in the movie where uh after the, the you know they all come together you know because like, they're two separate groups you know Bert Ernie and and Frank and like they they all combine together after the zombies by the way there's like a hundred of those things out there a hundred that's my favorite part like, yeah that that. That just that 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 thought that oh my god there are a hundred of these motherfuckers outside. Right. <laughs> what are we gonna do now? <laughs> um, Erica, is there like a special part for you? Oh, I'd have to go with the naked dance scene as well. I know that's unoriginal. It's everyone's favorite scene. Well, but... I mean, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But I also just love the sense of humor of the movie. It is fucking funny. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that's what sells it on me. I mean, I love the special effects in this. Um, I love the cast, but it's the humor for me that that really makes this go because, you know, it's it, it's one of the most perfect horror comedies, you know, and right up there with Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, just um, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A little bit, yeah, meta, you know, when they was like, well, they Living Dead really happened. <gasps> well, you know, the whole thing. And that was yeah. kind of, you know, I think it, John Russo was sure to get that in there, but uh, yeah, he was part of it. Honestly, like the the moment that we were talking about with the skeleton pops up and you know, do you want to it? You know, and I love that moment because you know, in most uh, of horror movies, when the shit hits the fan, it's like ominous music, Mm -hmm. and you know, but we have like real fear, you know, and. But, like, it's fucking silly, and we got this great song playing, and it's, like, it really sets the tone as you see the progression of what happens, you know, is this fucking song playing, and it's great. It's a great song, and, and, you know, for me, it's just the music really impacted me in my youth. I was very... That's that's what I was saying before. Like, this is probably one of the most um, iconic horror soundtracks, and one of the most iconic soundtracks, period. I mean, even Trash's theme. You know, we were yes, talking earlier yes, in the chat when, when I did that. Right. Like, that's that's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, like you were saying, the, the cramps, surfing dead. Uh, yeah. Surfing dead. <laughs> that's not even like their best song, but it's a great song. Yeah. Even even during um 
um, James Cameron's death scene in the movie, The Burn of the Flames, is a great yeah, song. Yeah, that's, that's song. a great song. Like, I was listening to the soundtrack as we were doing this, um, and it just like got me in the zone. But like I was picturing the scenes where the the music would pop up. You yeah. Know, this particular mm-hmm. song, you and know? and and could you know I I guess David we're gonna we're gonna talk about this now. Um, could you imagine pulling yourself on that tray into the into the flames? Like, I just, I don't know if I couldn't do it. Like, to me, that, but fire and drowning are, like, the two worst ways I can imagine dying. I'm, I'm, no, I'm with you on the drowning. I, I, that's Actually, like, you know, I, I researched that for a novel. Drowning is one of the most violent ways to die. Yeah, yeah. Convulsions. That's the, that's the one, that's the top way I do not want to go is drown. Right. Now. Wow. But according to what I, I, I read today, uh, researching for this film, is that James Karen he just didn't want to stand out in the rain. Yes. Because he, he was supposed to just be a zombie out there. And he's like, fuck that shit, I'm too old for this. Just, <laughs> that was just him trying to not be out in the rain, and I totally respect that. You yeah. Know? Well, and it, and it works so well. Yeah. And yeah. It, he, he puts his wedding ring on that toggle switch. It is. Right. It is. It's it's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. He gets down on his knees and he does that. She please forgive me. You know, because I guess right. he's a cat. Whatever. Yeah. That was his idea. That was his idea. this. He's so good. Yeah. That was like, that was his idea to put the wedding ring, you know, uh, on the thing before he goes in there. Yeah, that was throwaway things, but it, it, but in retrospect, it adds so much. It really does. It's those little details we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I have to say that I do enjoy, you know, because, you know, he goes that way. <laughs> I really like Freddie, you know, as he, Gina. Yeah, like, he doesn't, <laughs> Matthew is so fucking magical. Yeah. <laughs> that transformation, because he does the over, you know, the over top, like, oh, it hurts. And, oh, you know, and then going to, like, Gina. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> brains. I just love it. It's so great. I, I just can't say enough great things. He's Tom Matthews. He's the best Tommy Jarvis. Like, you know, oh yeah, definitely. Like you know, like you know, like there's Corey Feldman and there's John Shepard who does you know who who's great and part you five. Ass kicking kung fu grip zombie. Uh, oh. Tommy Jarvis rather. Relax, chief. body steps through the table. Rock out. It's amazing how many ties there are from this to Friday the Thirteenth. Actually. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, oh, same same year, part five. I mean, they there was yeah. a couple like we said, a couple actors from this one and that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I know like I I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I know that's like you know for next season. But the I cannot next wait. This is coming up. We're we're wrapping this one up. I cannot week. talk about Friday the Part Five. By the way, how was it the the second time I've joined you? Second, and I'm gonna go see Rocky Horror tomorrow at the drive-in. Another drive-in. Nice. Just like last time. How, what what is it with you guys in Rocky Horror and doing this? I don't know, but yeah, I like we're, it. <laughs> we're, we're gonna do it. Um, I don't know if uh, Shaun of the Dead here wants to join in that conversation, but uh, our daughter is a big fan um, of Rocky because of me, and um, I have a long history with Rocky Horror Picture Show that I can't wait to share on that special episode. Yeah, I'm down for that one. I'll yeah. 100% be in because I have a lot of love for that movie too. I, yeah, I, I have I have a lot of stories. Like, man, I could just tell stories all day, so I have to pick and choose. Well, uh, well Rob knows I, I have a, I have an interesting story that that haunts me to this day because of that movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
know. Yeah, he knows. He knows. And it's I think it pops up on my Facebook timeline every year because of it. But we'll, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna save that for for that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't have uh, the pictures of my haunting experience. <laughs> I just have one, but it's, it's bad. Well, my, mine is pretty bad, too. <laughs> I don't know. We may have to go toe-to-toe. <laughs> I know. Uh, Nico has been trying to, like, uh, I, I, I have to admit, I don't really get Rocky Horror. I know Nico has tried. Like, watching this might be, you know, it's you got to watch everyone. Like, uh, like, I did see the steel book. They just released a steel book for it, and I was just like, oh, "Really?" Like, yeah, I, for I, the 40th like, anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, I, I thought about getting it in my cart. <laughs> but I mean, Rob, to be fair, you got to see it like in, in a theater. That's that's the way to see it because of the whole audience yeah. participation aspect of it, with yeah. the props and the the whole talkback and the here, shadow cast. Like it's a whole different experience. And back in the 90s, here in in Indy. Um, they would do it every Saturday, which is the how they usually do it. Now it's kind of like they do it just on Halloween, which pisses me off. Because every Saturday for years, I was there, I was fucking performing. And I love musicals anyway. I, I, I'm a former theater geek. So um, I just have so much fun with the film. I don't think it's scary, but Tim Curry is like my fucking... Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Listen, I, I know I know women that are like diehard, like I, I don't want to say hood rats, but hood rats, and they love <laughs> that movie and they love him as Frank. You, you can't help it. You can't help it. I almost want to go grab my shirt and show you what I'm wearing tomorrow for like the, the actual <laughs> T-shirt I'm wearing for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, our, our episode it will be coming up. Uh, we have two actual special episodes coming up. Uh, one is going to be this is supposed to be my birthday episode tonight. Because my birthday is on Monday, but now we are doing the final girls on Monday. So that's actually going to be my birthday episode. I will have my tattoo, but it will be healing. I have a four-hour session uh, this Saturday. It's going to be uh, right here. It's going to be fucking sick. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to mention that because then you said about the appropriate hairstyles with a Spider's character. That's that's the one, like, if I, you know, get us started, that's the one thing real problem I have with the Final Girls is the one black character in the Final Girls, like, he has a flat top. Yeah. yeah like, that's a little later. <laughs> yeah, he, he should have You know, the other thing about the Final Girls, and I'll just throw this out now so I don't say it during the episode because I don't want to shit on it, but when she's stripping to Cherry Pie, Cherry Pie, okay, I was a Warrant fan. Cherry Pie came out in 1990. I was like, that's not correct. <laughs> but that's my only bitch about the film. Right. Now, so I don't have to say. We're gonna, we're gonna save all that for Monday. Yeah, that's that for for now. Because that's, that's, that's that. you know I'm nitpicky, so uh, uh, that's the one. Nitpicking, that. I'm like that's not correct. Right, right. Uh, we we uh, I remember uh, going back to I uh, I know Sean mentioned that we were talking about Tango and Cash yesterday on my show, The Action Drunkies, and uh, I mentioned that uh, I my criticism early on for Tango and Cash. And Mac was like, because uh, Tango and Cash came out when I was five, and Mac was like, uh, this is the thoughts he had when he was fucking five. And he already has criticisms about the movie. Yeah. Please, please tell me that you guys, please tell me that during that episode last night, you and you and Sean touched on the fact that Kurt Russell refers to Sylvester Stallone as Bullwinkle. as almost like a wink to the whole Rocky thing. Right. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about an interesting conversation, Nico? Was I was on his show before that, and we did Roadhouse. 
You gotta, you gotta listen to that one, Nico. Like, you'll have a good time. Oh yeah, we, I, we, I'm sure I will. Yeah, we get so in depth Put about some candy uh, sprinkles in there. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta jump on your show too because you know a lot. Of, we we do like a lot of the same. That's the one thing you and I have like similar taste in is action movies. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, like the Demolition Man that we talked about in Speed, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do that one. I'm I'm down for pretty much whatever you ask me. I'll jump on, but. Right. It's like the one thing we agree on. But I did do Roadhouse because Patrick Swayze. But anyway, yeah, definitely listen to the to the Action Junkies episode of Roadhouse. Um, uh, we had a blast. But yeah, I'm gonna get us back on topic for once. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that person. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about James Karen. Rest in peace. Um, R.I.P. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my God, he's so wonderful. Like he I, just I've, plays this role like. So great. I feel like he's he's kind of the at the at see him. There's a couple of characters, but I, I feel like he kind of gets the ball rolling with, mm-hmm. with, with the plot. But he also kind of like is part of like the cohesive glue that keeps the, the movie together. I, yeah. I would say him, Tom Matthews, um, and Don Calfa as wow. as Ernie, the mortuary owner. I think that the three of them are kind of like the the ones that keep everything flowing. Yeah. And, and and I really enjoy Clue Gulliger in this movie, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's hard you know because he's kind of playing the straight man a little bit in in this film, and he's usually like so silly, you know. For me, uh, in my mind, because uh, I think of like Neymar and Elm Street too, and it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. Um, well, Clue is just a fucking like a, a firecracker, like you know what I'm saying. Like if you see him in interviews, it's like how do you just did. <laughs> How do, you, how do you play this shit <laughs> so many times and this is how you are in real life, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's, he's so a hoot. Yeah, so, yeah. so d- digging through the trivia on this movie and they, they talk about how the scene with the uh, the pipe, they had to replace that with a rubber one because Dan O'Bannon was so afraid that he was going to actually hit somebody with it because he's such a because he's such an angry guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, but, it's it's too because uh uh you know Clue's son John went on to become a horror director. He made the the Feast uh, trilogy as well. Love the Feast movies. Yes, and uh, Clue Gallagher also appears in in the, mm-hmm. yeah. So like you know you know just like Clue Gallagher, another icon of horror. You yes. know, like, you cannot say enough good things about Clue Gallagher. He's such a he cool has a great song. interview too. You know, he's yeah. just very entertaining as a person, oh, and he's a, he's an old. He's I'm not trying to say old. He's an older guy. Like he's he's right. older than my grandparents were, and they're gone. Um, yeah. But he is spry and funny and right on your. You know, he's ancient. You, you might as well yeah. say ancient. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and. and who could forget him trying to get that bird? That fucking bird in Nightmare Elmer, too. I'm looking for This one's so it's like around the, you know, like I, I'm as I'm getting into horror, I'm seeing him and, you know, go from that role and I'm seeing him and Return of Living Dead. I'm just like, <laughs> and so, you know, as a Misty, also, you know, Clue Gulliger alert. So well, every time I see Clue Gulliger, since I was young, I'm like, Clue Gulliger alert. <laughs> there's, there's a scene with James Cameron early on. When he shows uh, Freddy the uh, the tarman in the, and he uh, sprays it with the Windex, he grabs, <laughs> but he grabs an entire roll of paper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to that. That's that indicates that he has done this before and he's very casual about it. He's yeah. Grabbing, so he's kind of showing. Oh yeah, just a dead guy in there. He's showing off for for the new kid. He's like, you want to see something really cool? 
And I found that that just that one little scene, that one that, that they uses the entire role it's of paper that towel, scene. is so telling to his character in that. I just yeah. Yeah. Fascinating to me. He's like, he's done this before. He's sh he's showing off a little bit to the new. Oh, these are made by the Army Corps engineers, and the fucking shit comes out. And it, uh, it, like, oh, that, that one and that's how you know it's made by the Army Corps of Engineers. It's it breaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that effect that he uses the entire roll of paper towels. And that that, that scene where they're filming it, and and you're watching the the the, the body melt. You know, they did it with wax and they heated it up. And that scene where the glass breaks, that wasn't supposed to happen. That actually happened oh, while they were while they were filming it. Yeah. And it just, you know, I mean, it just it lends creeps to it. I mean, it looks so great. And it's funny how you said how, you know, Bert was the straight man for for that part of it. While the the punk rock side had their straight person with um, Tina with Beverly Randolph. Yeah. As, yeah. as being the one that was like kind of like, like the, the straight arrow, like. No, we have to get to Freddy. That would be hanging out with them. Right. Yeah. She you seemed like, and even even Freddie didn't seem like the kind of guy she would be with. Period. Yeah, it's like right. I, it, it didn't work, but it worked, you know, because sometimes shit like like that happens. Opposites attract. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just happens. You just get with this group of friends, and you know, whatever. They're still your friends, and that was that was the thing at the time because fucking Be Breakfast Club had uh, uh, Allison getting with uh, Bender or right. Claire with Bender. I mean. Allie yeah, like, yeah, Claire was with Bender. Yeah, and it's like I, I, watched, I, I rewatched that fucking like not too long ago when it was released on the Criterion Collection. I was like, Bender's a fucking schmuck. Like, why was Claire? Ever <laughs> like, club, I could talk about a lot, but it, it to me is a haunting film at the end because you know you think about how it was in high school and you know these people are never going to talk to each other again because because we learn about clicks in high school and we continue to do it for the rest of our lives. Yes. So you know that that was just like their moment and then never going to talk to each other. That's you know in the song "Don't Forget About Me." Like, well, um, when I see in the hall, I'm not going to talk to you. But yeah, we have that moment, I guess. I'm gonna move even on. If you, even if your clicks idea of a good time is dancing in a graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, smoke, smoke well, in a I personally enjoy hanging out in graveyards. I, I have a good time in cemeteries. The whole reason I wanted to go to New, New Orleans is just to go to the cemeteries. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're amazing there. I know they just look so gothic and. Yeah, I'm definitely down for a I used to cemetery do tour down there. Actually, I would just go to cemeteries and do rubbings of like some of the old tombstones and stuff. So I really, I really actually like hanging out in cemeteries. That's that's kind of my thing. So it didn't seem that weird to me. No. Like fuck, cool. There's a cemetery. Let's go hang out. In I, want, right. I, want, I wonder, wonder if anyone ever arranged for their, you know, plot and whatnot, realizing that one day their headstone was going to get used for a goth fetish photo shoot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. Like, and like, uh, somebody brought up the whole military aspect before. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rob. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So I was just gonna say, like, uh, if if uh, you're talking about that, you know, uh, think about phantasm. You, you never think somebody's gonna have sex on your grave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. I hope. I have but not that goddamn much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was gonna say with the military thing. You know, everybody read what that up about the whole the whole army tanks and whatnot and how you know. James Cameron's James Cameron James Cameron Jesus I'm sorry it's been a long day guys James Cameron's character says typical army fuck up not one of us has brought up the fact of the the general or whoever he is that's in charge Glover. at his house Colonel yeah. Glover yeah Colonel, Colonel, yes Colonel Glover and how straight laced he is when 
she's like, oh, I, I, his wife, I made dinner for you. What'd you make? Lamb chops, your favorite. I had those for lunch. Yeah. Like, just all nonchalant, just, like, disappointed, straight-faced. I had yes. those for lunch. <laughs> you know, I, when they show when – to the part where he gets the phone call saying, yeah, we found the barrels, it always makes me think of one of the earliest South Park episodes where there's an earthquake happening, and you've got the guy sitting there with the seismograph and sees it starting to go off, so he gets up and dials a phone. And he's like, uh-huh. Uh, hold on a second, I'll check. And he looks at the window at the mountain and says, okay, yeah, it's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they got that from this. I mean, they did the uh, cripple fighting based off of the fight from They Live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had a whole episode about Pet Cemetery with Butter, so, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they... Those guys are big horror fans, and we all know they got their feet wet yeah. with trauma. Cannibal the so Musical. Cannibal the Musical. Split uh, that was one of those so. films, like, like okay, because, you know, I worked um, in, in a lot of different video stores. Like, if I could get my fucking greasy hands on it, which it took me a while. Like, man, you have to have, like, connections within the video store world. But I finally got my fucking hands on it and saw it. It's 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 fun. Oh, Cannibal? Yeah. Oh, my God, I love that movie. It it's fun. fun. I, I mean, I recommend it. It's It's... I'm sure easy to find now, but at that time it was oh, I yeah. really. I, I saw it when I worked at Suncoast. I was collecting all the trauma DVDs at that time, and then. Suncoast. Um, yeah, I um kind of uh, lost my shit, shit laughing when I got when I actually got it because I had to order it, and we were just looking at it. My boss and I, and he was like, "Oh, look at look at um Trey Parker's name in the movie," and I looked, and he's billed as Tupac Schwartz. And the movie, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it's it's fun, you know. It's and it's funny exactly that it's based on a true story. Them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Cannibal the Musical, you know, the fuck. And it's you know, trauma had it, so yeah. So you pretty much can get the whole gist right there, but you should still watch it. You should still. See oh my it. god, it's so good! It's so entertaining. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's when I said Troy Lankel before, only she only she kind of giggled about it because she understands. There's like a whole song with that in it. That's like their, their little catchphrase of the movie, you know. And I, and I dare say that movie's probably funnier than um, um than Orgasmo. And I love Orgasmo. I think Orgasmo's I great, Orgasmo. but I think Cannibal, oh I love Orgasmo too. But I think I think um Cannibal's a little funnier because you can tell they were trying a little harder since it was so um low budget. Yeah, I remember that. I I, I thought about doing uh, uh video reviews, and that was one of the suggestions that like I I was open to suggesting. Jenna uh, Fryer, who appeared on the Candyman episode. Oh, she was, was like, a treat. <laughs> yeah, she she was like, you should do Orgasmo, a review. <laughs> Orgasmo is really fun, and it was back when I was, um, I preferred working at smaller chain video stores, um, like the mom and pops, they had the best shit. Um, so you had to deal with the porn section, but I never put those away. I made somebody else do that. Because um, I, I was like, I don't want to go back there. It's gross. It's nasty. I, don't <laughs> I wouldn't even touch them. I'm like, that's your job. I'm the manager. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, we had Orgasmo, and we had one fucking copy because it wasn't like a huge release. And I rented it. And then, you know, I brought it back, of course. And then somebody rented it and never brought it back. <laughs> Yeah. That's how it is with some of those movies. We talked about mm-hmm. that before. Those movies, you get your hands on it. Uh, I Spit on Your Grave is another one. We oh, finally yeah. get our hands on it, and then I, I rent it, you know, because I rent it for free. 
I bring it back and somebody they come a customer comes in and rents it and then we never see it again. People are like, when's that coming back? I'm like, I don't think it is. This we is one of those too. I mean, like, I used to go to expensive. We would go to rent this afterwards and people were always like stealing. I would go to a friend's house and they would have this and it was VH like from video stores like copies like just not brought back of this of Return of the Living Dead even. Yeah, was, I mean the the cult films. And, and that's when your big cinephiles, when they come in, you can kind of tell them because they're not going for like the 200 copies of whatever big release. They're looking at the, the little sections of like this one cult film, and you're like, I'm never going to see this movie again. <laughs> Pretty much. It's okay. It was nice knowing you. That's, that's, that's really true because uh, I remember a big complaint about the many releases of Full Dead on. Like DVD and, and Blu-ray, and they're like, "Why did they release it so many times?" Because you don't know what it was like trying to rent this motherfucker back in the video. You would, store. Ne- would never be in it, and you ask cold. about it, and then they'd be like, "Well, somebody rents it and never brought it back," and then you're like, "Well, can you order it?" And I found out more about that. I mean, I grew up with my mom working in a, a small video store, but um, you know, later on, I started doing that. I worked at the Blockbuster originally, went to small video stores for a long time, went and did Funko Land for a long time, and then GameStop. Then I went back to the so I know like all the shit and how it works behind the scenes and I'm just like these people are like well can you order it again I'm like that one was fucking expensive I'm not gonna you know my store's not gonna pay $50 to get a copy of this so somebody else can steal it again and Rob do you know how hard it was to get the last dragon back in the day like after oh. the initial release and then oh, now and now it's like readily available. Like I love that goddamn movie, and it was so oh, hard to get on VHS. Like you know, I, mean, I love that they, that these movies are available. You know, with with the internet and everything else, like it's really easy to get your hands on them. But I kind of miss the chase. I gotta admit, Faces of Death Three. Who's who's in? You know, or whatever. I could get my hands on that nobody could get their hands on. It was kind of the chase. You mentioned Faces of Death, and uh, I remember we talked about that very early in the first season, and uh, we were talking about Gore making us sick. Uh, it was like, uh, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, Gore movies never made me sick, but those fucking Faces of Death movies, oh, yeah, I don't like those. Like, yeah, that's sickening. And then I remember me, like, me and Matt used to have watch parties for Faces of Death, and I just felt so low, like, oh, my God, I feel like bad because we used right. to watch parties for faces of death and all that. But that was the thing to do back then, you know. I I did it myself, but see, I I get a little uh, I don't do real very well. I like fake gore all day, mm-hmm. but like really watching somebody die fucks me up a little bit. Yeah. So that was the end of that for me. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was into it. I'm from New York, so I'm used to real death, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Carol's <laughs> yeah. a talking voice. Self sheltered. I, I'm I'm a delicate flower. No, but I love I love real gore and you know this this film I, I the gore is is funny which I love all gore is funny to me. It, I'm like your dad Rob. It's a comedy if it's gory. <laughs> and speaking of gore, we're going to be doing the fucking masterpiece next week. Day of the Dead gore oh. fucking masterpiece and oh. I am going to be gushing. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm totally in <laughs> so for that. Everybody one too. tune in for that. It's going to be so fucking amazing. I cannot wait. And I have, like, a really cool aesthetic for that. So it's going to be fun. You know, you brought up the whole video store, um, you know, aesthetic before a little bit and, you know, how we all kind of grew up on that. And one one thing with this movie that I thought attracted a lot of people to to buy it was the actual, like, cover art for this. Oh, it's amazing. With with the zombie spray painting on the 
on the tombstone. Yeah, yeah it's, it's iconic. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, absolutely. And they, I love the female, you know, zombie, you know, because obviously they look punk rock, but she's got like, her tits basically out, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, <laughs> so you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to go back a little bit on the special effects, like that torso scene when they've got it strapped to the table. Oh, the thing, so great. The so thing good. that I love, the thing that I loved about that the most was that this, the little spine yeah. would wiggle, and, and it had that little, like a that little pool of, of liquid at the base of it. You know, it was just little little touches like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it just... Yes, uh, that, uh, uh, shout out to uh, Tony Gardner from Alternative Studios who built that, who yeah. uh, did the, the makeup for uh, Darkman and... Uh, um, for Bride of Chucky and Cedar Chucky. Yeah, as he the Chuck, uh, he also worked on a uh, uh, Army of Darkness as well. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's that's a fun one. Uh, yeah, and yeah. If, and if I remember correctly, the guy who played Scuzz is the one who did the voice for the for the torso zombie. Apparently so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like a, an interesting. I like how they did that to sort of explain to us, you know, why the brain. Uh, you know, it was a really, without, like, dumbing anything down, it just kind of kept the momentum going, but you're still getting a little bit of an explanation as to why they want the brains, what's happening, you know, blah, 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 you know, in this scene. It was just a great it's, scene. It's, it's like it's like just enough without, like how you said, dumbing it down or over-explaining yeah, it. saying, like, excuse me, we're going to explain things, you know. It just, it kept the movie mm-hmm. going, but it still explained, and it was a really cool effect. I mean, kudos. Yeah, Definitely. We didn't have to slow down on anything and kept going. And we still kind of got more of a grasp of, you know, why they went brains, what's happening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I love that. It was great. So, you know, this this movie just fires on all pistons. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so let's go ahead and do our reviews. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll step up. Okay. You know, normally I'm stingy, as you have said, but this is like Candyman, <laughs> one where I can say I would rate it as 10 out of 10. Yes. Yeah. All right. There's no disputing it. Yeah, totally, totally. I, I, I'll go. Um, uh, 10 out of 10 brains. Uh, yeah. yeah um, like, like <laughs> I know I'm usually the stingiest, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny usually likes to point that out how stingy I am in my reviews. You like, are oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like that about you because that means you know you really think about it and like even if it's a movie you love, you're gonna be straight with it, you know? And Daniel too, like, hey, all right. It's well, time like, to I, I don't I don't I don't find I don't find a damn thing wrong with this. You know, it's uh it's perfect. You know, just absolutely just fun fair. You know, it's just it's it's a party. It's like what I was saying about Night of the Demons. Like you know, it it, it seeks to do nothing more than to entertain. Like it's not trying to, you know, do anything more than entertain you. And like it, it it pretty much you know changed the genre with zombie movies because you know I mean a Romero kind of like you know he had the lock on it. And unfortunately though, it, it kind of fucked up the release of a day to dead because 
this came out and Day of the Dead kind of like, you know, came out after its wake and everybody was like, oh, but it's not like Return of the Living Dead, you know. So, like, you know, there's that. But, you know, it's just an absolute fun ride, you know. Because well, yeah. Romero was doing this serious and Russo decided, you know, I'm going to cash in on the comedy. But, you know, it's the merging of those two, even though they diverged from each other that makes up this whole zombie you know aesthetic that we know okay so we got the romero zombies but they're saying brains so it's a mix it's a mix right right like it absolutely you know it's like you know for the first time in a while it changed how our outlook on zombies you know how we look at them and we were finally able to have fun with it you know fun characters because romero was so goddamn serious yeah yeah he took them very seriously Dan O'Bannon took these, you know, took zombies, you know, uh, in, in a fun, fun way. And, you know, it's absolutely a blast of a movie. It was the it's only way to, to make it, um, you know, a statement because Romero, like, fucking owned it. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. It was the only way to make a statement. And for this coming out of the same year as our next episode of um, film uh, Day of the Dead, they're so stark you know contrasted from each other oh yeah yeah so that's going to be a totally different conversation but you know it's, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, totally. yeah i'm excited so okay um who's next i guess i'll go i'll give it uh 10 out of 10 uh female skeletons with perfect teeth Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I almost never give 10 out of 10 but i mean i was trying to find things i could criticize about it and really just didn't find anything like thought great great casting great performances uh pacing was excellent awesome sense of humor yeah uh, really astounding special effects that still hold up today so oh, i'm yeah. for once going to give it a perfect score that is wonderful. Yay! All right. Who's next? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Split dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't. I, I can't. It, we, it would take too much time for me to say how much I love this movie. But one thing we didn't touch on, and I wanted to, is the way the original, the group of teens, the way they were so diverse. Like you had Tina in her little preppy. Hot topic outfit. Mm -hmm. They were also <laughs> accepting of each other, like like they were different but together as a group. And I love that at the beginning, the fact that they were also like you had the punk rockers and then you had her and uh, and um and the um the half court strapped to the table. That that scene we were talking about with a little spinal column. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. yeah. I can't say enough about this movie, um, and I love it. So I'm giving it ten out of ten. Yay! Awesome. So, all right, Nico, you're up. All right, so obviously I'm going to join the rest. I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 Tarmen. Yeah. Um, they're honestly, I like I said it earlier before, this this might just be the perfect zombie movie. Maybe one of the more most perfect horror movies ever made. Oh, yeah. um, everything clicks. It's got a sharp script, excellent direction. The soundtrack is iconic. The performances are great. Linnea Quigley, um, <laughs> the special <laughs> effects. I mean, James Karen and Tom Matthews together were were uh, gold. Mm. Um, you know, it it definitely took the blueprint what Romero did and kind of turned it on its ear, and it stuck its tongue firmly into its cheek. It it knew what it was, didn't try to be anything more than what it was, and for that, it it worked. 
Um, Again, like I said earlier, this arguably it's it's between this and Native Dead for me as like like in the in the the top two of the of the zombie uh, subgenre, hands down. But overall, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Is Return of the Living Dead? It's it's just it's entertaining. Like everybody else said, it holds up. It's it's iconic. I mean, it's a good movie to even show people who maybe don't watch horror movies to be like, hey, watch this. You're probably going to get into horror after this. Yeah, and yeah uh, definitely. It's a good starter film because it's, you know, it's funny. It's not too serious. It's it's um, it's um, very entertaining. It's just a fun ride. Like, it's one of those ones like, you know, you're having a party or you have people over and, like, fucking pop that in and have some drinks or, you know, whatever you're doing. You know? There's even little little side tags that, like, we didn't even touch on, like, the um the eye chart test. The, uh, right. the, yes, the, yes. The and and even even the um the name of the the medical supply Unita Unita <laughs> medical supply like yeah. that, that's just genius that's like everything about right it right off the bat and and you know this 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 doesn't try to like like dumb down the characters like we said it doesn't try to you know it it doesn't cheat the audience at all and that that's always an effective part of a movie as long as it doesn't cheat the audience and you kind of get your money's worth and this movie delivers in spades like there's nothing. I, I really don't have a bad word to say about this movie at all. Yeah, and for me, rewatchability is is very important, and this is just you can just watch this over and over. Anytime, I've done anytime. it throughout my entire life. Watch this movie. Anytime you can throw it on, and just you know, you just get lost in it, and you're just like, and then when it ends, you're like, fuck, it's over. Like yeah. then you want to watch it. It's a great time. You know, and I, and I know like it's it's got numerous sequels and you know imitations, yeah. but but nothing will ever. Nothing will ever come close to the original. No. Even with so, my love of Return of Living Dead too, I know what it is. Okay. I'm, right. I'm really this, 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 this <laughs> it's is, not this movie. It's, it's, uh, you know, and, I, and I know this this my cat to me, like kind of like how the Lost Boys is like the perfect vampire movie, and it's like the the crunch. I know, I know, but that but that's my opinion. I'm, I'm the vampire snob. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I just you know, I, and I love Fright Night, and I love all the other ones like that too. But to me, the Lost Boys is the greatest vampire movie. This this might just be that too for the zombie. I, I know I know me me and Nico had conflict over that uh, as well. <laughs> he says Lost Boys. I prefer Near Dark over Lost oh, Boys. Yeah. Although although you and me, Sean, we have talked about our love for uh, John Carpenter's vampires. Yeah, I like that movie too. Yeah. Oh my. I'm over here like Miss Gothic fucking vampire like Dracula. Like I need the romance. I'm a, I'm a vampire snob, so I'm I'm like one of those people. I always say like I'm a vampire because like I'm so pale and I wear sunglasses all the time. I don't like the sun. I keep SPF 100. Like I just can't deal with the sun. I'm a vampire. Well, wait, wait, wait. When you have when you have Thomas Ian Griffith playing your boss vampire, you have Terry Silver from Karate Kid. Playing. <laughs> Fuck everything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sean of the Dead, you are up. All right, I'm going to give it, um, no surprise here, 10 out of 10 yes. paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> and there are, there are only two movies that, for me, are the perfect punk rock horror movies. And Candy and I talked about this earlier. And that's Street Trash mm. and... Return of the Living Dead, and that's what I love about this movie. This is like the perfect punk rock horror movie for me. Um, the casting was great. The uh, the banter between uh, um, James Karen and Tom Matthews was fantastic, and Tarman will always be one of my favorite zombies. 
We have much Tarman art in our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have more. I just didn't want to lug it out here, but um, I love that. I want it. I want it. Yeah. Steel book. I'm yeah. like, I'm in my jeans here. So. <laughs> okay, that comes to me. Um, I am going to give it 10 out of 10 Linnea Quigley dances. <laughs> you guys took everything else. Um, I watched 10 of those. <laughs> yeah, this this movie, like everybody said, like I, I I really am just gonna repeat, I guess. Um, great soundtrack, great cast, great effects. It's fun, you know. Um, the movie just keeps you moving along, you know. It has uh, the, those little subtleties that are always the thing that m- makes it a movie perfection that gives it the ten, because it's the attention to details. <laughs> You know, I, I really I really admire that. And, and this is a movie that you wouldn't think would pay attention to details, but it does. Yeah. And it works so well. So, you know, I give it all the tens. I, I'm, I love it. Can't say enough good things. Our first perfect movie. Holy shit. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever all rated it ten. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's so exciting. Well deserved. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, think, I think it's the perfect movie, too, like, you know, to, 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 to receive that honor. You know, yes. like, you know, yes. like we've, we have movies that are great that we discussed, you know, whatever problems we had. But uh, Return of the Living Dead is the perfect movie to receive that honor, where it gets the perfect reaction from from everybody on the panel tonight. You know, I you have know. never heard anything say a bad word. Me neither. I've never heard a bad word about this. And especially now this year on his 35th anniversary this year. Yes. Right? It's, still yes. holding, it's still holding strong. Yeah. And, and that makes me feel so old. And if you have a bad thing to say about this movie, what the fuck is wrong with you? I would just like to say, <laughs> fuck you. What the fuck is wrong a, with you? Costume is a way of life. <laughs> if you like, let me say, if you have a bad thing to say about this movie, fuck you and the blueberry waffle pussy you came out of. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, oh, say, say how you say how you really feel. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like this movie, you're in the wrong fucking genre, bitch. Yeah. yeah fuck out. <laughs> in the wrong town, bitch. That's right. Those those are the people that think the uh, coronavirus is a hoax and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great about the zombie virus is the people that think it's a hoax are the first ones to die, so we don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a neighbor go check or something. Yeah, go, go check it out, motherfucker, so I can get away. <laughs> go ahead and investigate, you fucking. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. It's not real. I'm just yeah. going to stay in here and be safe and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, I want to just throw out, we've got... Uh, ironically, but maybe not, because I scheduled it. Uh, Day of the Dead from 1985 coming up next week. Yeah. Um, gonna be a fun discussion, different tone, because it's Romero, and I'm very, very excited about it. So I, I can't wait for us to talk about it. And I'm excited we're for that. Well, we're gonna rate that, because yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, know, I, know, I know Nico has a has a a, a nice uh, sentiment for that one, because we we talked about that one Nico, before. And uh, I know you actually uh, conversed with George Romero about Day of the Dead, so I, that would be I nice. did, yeah. And, I, and I'll and I'll bring that up when we talk about oh, that awesome. next okay, week. Yeah. I can yeah, live vicariously through you. We were this close. No. Yeah. Oh, I can't talk about it. I was so broken hearted at that 
Con. Was like was like one of the first celebrities I got to meet at a horror con. It, it was him, uh, Malcolm McDowell, Christopher Lloyd. Oh uh, I mean, Dick, uh, Dick Warlock was at that one. Terry Kaiser. Oh, okay. uh, um, yeah, it was like a, actually I met I met um oh the ladies from the Evil Dead were there, and Ooh. I think that was the first time I got to meet Steve Dash. Was at that mm. show. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and do plugs. Uh, Rob, you start us off. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite portion of this. Uh, I love it. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> now I got to remember. Yeah, look, when we did Tango and Cash, he was like, we're doing plugs first because I fucking hate him. Yeah, we're just yeah, going to do it and get him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, optional. it's optional, Rob, because you plug on every show. I mean, you don't have to. Nobody has to do this. No, no, no it's fine. It's fine. Get your website fine. up and running so we won't have to fucking do this. Right, right, right. No, I might as, I might as well because, uh, uh, of course, you can find me at, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as a Cinema Junkie, as far as uh, as well as my blog, thecinemajunkie.wordpress.com, with my numerous writings on uh, ultimateactionmovies.com and actionflix.com. I just had an article just posted like a couple of minutes ago. I wrote about uh, the fight scene between Jackie Chan and Bill Wallace in The Protector. Yeah. Um, and, I'm re- and I'm really proud of that one. I'm really proud. Of, I, get, I get really long-winded and complicated on one, but I'm really proud of how it came out. So uh, if such everybody... an amazing writer. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really, as, as well as you, sis. As well as you. Oh. Really well, he kind of helps me edit. Yeah, the, I, I, you know, I, uh, I, I made a, a suggestion. I, I won't uh, take full credit. I just made a suggestion. Um, but uh, yes, I also want to promote uh, my show, uh, The Action Drunkies. We just had our first episode come out this week, uh, we, where me and my co-host Mac talked about RoboCop, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. Okay. And uh, like, you know, if you could check it out, please. And uh, I, I will. I will say next episode. Uh, I'll give you uh, um, the the next episode is Speed, which is another uh, one of my all time favorite movies. And uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, we, we definitely got to get you on for Demolition Man. It's going to be great. And speed, uh, Speed, and Demolition just, Man. I already called them. Yep. Uh, we had uh, uh, Candy on for Roadhouse. We had Sean on for uh, Tango and Cash. I got to get uh, Dave on for uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I know uh, Daniel has a few suggestions. I know I want Erica on because I know how Erica uh, is close to uh, Andrew Devolf, so I do definitely want to talk about a few Andrew yes. Devolf uh, starring action films. And it's definitely going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, so please check it out. I appreciate it. It's really, really fun. Yeah, definitely. It's a good time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and he... Um... Um, he had uh, a review come out um, with uh, Behind the Screams. And um, we've had Ian, um, the host, on as a guest. And he will be returning for a, uh, let's just say, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films that's coming up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he's uh, publishing some things um, that I have written and also Rob. Some of our reviews, yeah. thoughts, you know. So. Yeah, I uh, I had a review for uh, 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 indie film Legend of the Muse that uh, I I did I wrote uh, earlier this summer, but uh, uh, he reposted as well as my review for um, the Banana Splits movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm 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 gonna write some more stuff, so some some newer, fresher takes for him. But uh, yeah, but uh, 
Yeah. Check out Behind the Screams. They're great. Uh, Ian is a great dude. Um, can't say enough nice. So, yeah, ch- ch- definitely check out Behind the Screams, his website, his podcast. He's great. Awesome. Okay, uh, Daniel? Well, as always, the Nightmare Nerd is on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, there's definitely a lot coming up because it's Halloween season. I've actually got a two-parter of Horror Hot Ones coming up short- shortly. Uh, so please keep an eye peeled. Awesome. Great. Thank you. I meant to, I meant to tell you, Daniel, I was watching uh, your, your horror unpacking video today, and uh, your hair looks great in it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, like, no, like, Daniel's hair is just really on point in the episode. Like, please keep it that way. Like, you know, I, 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 I'm taking it. <laughs> nice. I do try to. Thank you. You can find me at myhorrificlife.com and on Instagram at myhorrificlife. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Nico? Well, our podcast is still on hiatus at the moment because I actually just went back to school to go for uh, creative writing and get my degree in that. Amazing. Because nice. that's what I wanted my, my degree in, but they didn't offer it at the time. So I got English. <laughs> so l- luckily I work for a job now that um, I get free free college. So I'm taking advantage of it. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I did write for blogs before and Rob will tell you. Um, I'm just kind of trying to own the craft and honestly just get a degree in something to say that I went to school really. Right. Um, yeah, that's really so, all you need. Yeah. I mean, we'll be back on the air soon with ours. Obviously, we're going to have you guys on as guests, but it's Horror Pop Radio Podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really use Twitter as much, but I'm on Instagram a lot at El Jefe del Horror. And uh, the Facebook, boss of horror. The boss of horror, that's right. <laughs> Am I the only person yeah. to do that? <laughs> I no, do that. I mean, oh, Rob should know that. <laughs> no, I definitely do. <laughs> I, okay, I Rob remember. always says my Spanish is better than his, so. No, 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 no. I'm with Rob because we don't, we don't, listen, I'm going to, I don't know, I can't speak Rob. I'm a, I'm a horrible Puerto Rican and Mexican. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible at it. I'm going to keep it on. Spanish and everybody? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Let me, let me tell you, I was in Puerto Rico last year, like the, around this time last year, like absolutely like around the same time last year. And uh, I went to a Walmart and I was completely fucking lost because you know everybody spoke Spanish. <laughs> so I was like, I need somebody to translate. Who the fuck is around here to help translate? And the phone out and I got fucking Google Translate going and I'm like typing in the shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> They're typing back, like, yeah, no, you're you're good. And I just have to speak into it with I the fucking speaker. And I'm like, no, it does it. I know one word in Portuguese. I'm not going to say it, but it's marijuana yeah. in Portugal. I know a lot of words in Arabic, I can't say those. They have some really interesting insults. I'm, I'm sure they do. Because yeah. my, uncle, my uncle is from Jordan, so I, I, that I learned uh, through us, you know, just being around that, that uh, the family and stuff, I learned the, my Arabic that way, and it's, it's nothing I can repeat. I just, I just didn't know you could insult people that way. I was creative. creative yeah, you'd, be, you'd be surprised. <laughs> okay, uh, Dave, what you got for us? Nothing for myself, as usual, because that's me. But uh, you should all just seek out Stop. Daniel, Candy, Sean, Nico, Rob, and Erica. Just seek them out. I've learned so much from you people. Uh, I'm honored to be here. And uh, let's just keep going, man. That's all I got. Uh, be good. Been fun. Wear your mask and vote. And yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. All yes. Your mask and vote. Please register to vote. All the adults in this house, 
four of us, we are all registered to vote, and we will be voting. Yes. Oh, we will be voting in this house too. And you, you're up. Shaun of the Dead. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Slasher at Shaun of the Dead. And like David said, be good to each other. Wear your masks. Black Lives Matter. That's all I got. Awesome. Okay. Um, for me. I'll be very glad when we condense this into uh, our little bios on the website. I'm not very great with technology, so it's going to be coming soon. I'm working on that and trying to get videos. So I'm not good with technology. I'm like completely analog person. Um, I, I, I still write with a pen and paper, okay? Um, <laughs> but uh, as, as for my writing, uh, um, behind the screams on their um, – their website i don't have the website pulled up but you can find them behind the screens uh they just posted my tom savini article where i gosh 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 you got everybody who listens knows my love for tom savini um they posted that today and um i'm very proud of that article i have more coming on their site um uh, as ian does work with us a lot i guess you call them kind of like our, our podcast pal <laughs> also, I do have a blog. Um, I've been writing other articles, so I haven't posted them yet, but it's candycodedhorror.wordpress.com. I do man our Twitter account. I'm never on my personal one, which is Final Girl Candy. Um, I'm always on at house underscore screams, which is I'm kind of the voice, obviously, of the house that screams because whatever, I'm the hostess. We hit 1,800 followers today. Congrats, yeah. everyone. Thank you all for your hard work. Every one of you brings something great to the show, and I want to thank you so much for your work, so much for your time. I want to thank Nico for, you know, being a family member with us. You know, he's he's our I'm he's honored. our podcast pal, and he's family. So I'm honored, you. guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. A shout out is to you guys, and also the repeat: wear your masks, vote, be nice. Okay. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Trans lives matter. All of it. And also, uh, like, uh, like I, I know Dave likes me to say this, be kind to each other. Yeah. If nothing else, be kind. Beautiful. Thank you. you say that so well. So much. All right. Thank you guys for Thank you for having me. Thank you. I am very excited about our two episodes next week. We will be doing yes. girls, and we will be doing um, Day of the Dead. So it's going to be a blast. Can we see you guys then? And everybody take care. Have a great night. Stay spooky. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you.